0: You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 163. Today, we're going to be talking about how to maintain multiple businesses as a multi passionate. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sit pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one, you have a job. We're here to fix that. Now with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Before I dive into this episode, I want to share with you a tool that totally makes me want to shout from the rooftops, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it, Acuity Scheduling. I've had Acuity for over five years, so we're basically in a common-law software marriage. Anywho, I'm gonna tell you one way I use Acuity to save me time. Have you ever needed someone to schedule a time with you and send you a photo or document? No more searching your inbox for podcast guest photos or clients' random notes. Enter Acuity's ability to include a file upload question in your intake form. Simply go to the intake form sub-tab to create a new form, and inside the form, add the question named file upload. You can capture pictures, documents, music files, and more up to a five megabyte limit. Save the insanity that is your inbox and keep everything inside of Acuity for easy client management. If you wanna learn more from my free training about how to use Acuity in your business or start using Acuity today, go to systemsaveme.com slash Acuity for Life. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y for Life. All right, now back to the show. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share this guest with you today. She is a multi-passionate in like the true sense of the word. So I'm really excited because I know that some of you, maybe even all of you will be able to relate to how she just is great at a lot of things and, you know, kind of says bump the whole niche scenario and do what you want to do. So I'm excited to have her on. Kelly, how are you doing today? I am great, Jordan. Thank you for having me. Yes. So excited. So let's just start off by having you just shoot a couple of details about you and your businesses. I'm going to put the multiple on yeah. there, which doesn't happen often.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my name is Kelly Parker Smith. I am from Illinois, a city right outside St. Louis called Belleville. And I used to be a third grade teacher, but then I said, (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I started my first business. Hello, World Paper Co. I started as a hobby back in 2009. It became official business in 2014. That's when I quit my job because I could not keep up. And so I started that business. We started with Rubber Stamps. So I design and manufacture rubber stamps. We didn't start out that way. I used to use a manufacturer, but we'll, mm. we can get into that later. Yeah. But I have that business uh, and we've also expanded that into laser engraved gifts and that sort of thing like cutting boards and uh, keychains and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then I also run a manufacturing business where we manufacture laser engraved products for other businesses, which is... Um, Under the same umbrella, but essentially separate than our retail side. And then I also have the podcast, Creative Biz Rebellion, which I co-host with Caroline Hull of Caroline Creates, and we teach other uh, product-based business owners how to stay sane while running their product-based business. Mm -hmm. And then on my side hustle... (laughs) My side hustle is fabric design. I'm super passionate about drawing and art. And so I started making patterns. Um, I did a class called Pattern Camp by Jessica Swift, and I completely fell in love. And now I'm like obsessed with making patterns and drawing. And that's what I do on the weekends and at night. And my third fabric collection is coming out very soon with Sweet Bee Fabrico.
0: Ah, yep. how fun. Like Yeah,
1: it's a mouthful. Yes, I sleep. I go to bed at nine thirty every night. We'll talk about wow. that. Wow.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Jeez, my goodness. You go to bed earlier than me and I have well, I have two businesses, but yeah, so I can't even imagine. So speaking of all of that, let's dive into the juicy stuff. We're really gonna be talking about <clears throat> how to maintain multiple businesses and make sure that they're all thriving. So kind of describe maybe what it was like when you had your first business and you were looking to then start your second one, maybe your third one, all that stuff. You know, was it a feeling? Was it people asking you for things and you just wanted to fulfill the need? Kind of talk to us about what that initial adding on of a business was like.
1: Uh, Well, at first it was just the stamp shop, Hello World Paper Co. And it was doing really well. Uh, This was about 2015 and that Christmas, I don't think I slept. That's before I used to get good sleep. Like, I mean, it was all night long. We were packaging orders. It was awesome. Not complaining. So great. I had my husband helping me, my kids, I have three boys and it was like all hands on deck, you know, but I didn't enjoy the holiday personally. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I missed parties and you know, oh my gosh, it's Christmas Eve. We didn't see Santa yet. And you know, it was just like crazy. And Mm -hmm. i I love baking cookies and I love all that. And so I was like, I need help. And so that's when I reached out to my best friend and I convinced her to come work for me. <laughs> um, so step number one is have an amazing team, of uh, people yes. in your corner. If you want to help you, even if it's, you're not ready to hire someone, but you know, my mom worked for me for absolutely nothing for yeah. a year before I actually hired wow. my friend Chrissy. Um, You know, she's like, no, let's let's just make sure you actually need somebody else because you know your family they don't really understand what you're doing.
0: Right. They have no. You know,
1: they don't they don't really know like how much you're actually working. You're not just sitting around watching Netflix and eating (laughs) you know ice cream, right? Um. So they don't really get it. And so then she got it and she's like, yeah, you need someone. I want to retire. Like I'm retired and I want to retire again. Right. Right. So I was like, okay, mom, fine. So (laughs) and then. We did, we used to order all of our things for a manufacturer. So we would get our orders off Etsy, our website, and then we would send them to a manufacturer. But there were things we didn't like about it. Uh, you know, they didn't do drop, sh- they did drop shipping, but it wasn't pretty. It would just be like mm-hmm. in a box. We were obsessed with packaging and cute stickers yeah. and, you know, you want your cards in there and all that stuff. Yeah. And so we kind of were like, well, why don't we get our own machine and then... To supplement purchasing this large piece of equipment, yeah. we can do this for other people and we can offer them all the things that we feel were lacking from the people we were using. Uh, and I don't know what you know, everyone else was doing, but that was just our experience. And they were a great company, but they were just things we wanted. Yeah. And they were bigger and we were like, we can be a boutique manufacturer is what we like to call ourselves. The boutique yeah. does not translate to more expensive. Uh, but we wanted to offer services on a more personal level. Yeah. So we vet our clients, uh, so they have wow. to fill out an application and, you know, we talk, try to make sure we talk to everybody one-on-one, uh, yeah. and make sure that they're a good fit. And so that's how that whole kind of second business started. Mm-hmm. And then the podcast came about when Caroline and I were in the society for creative founders group together. Oh. and she was like oh I'd love to start a podcast and I was like oh that's funny I'd love to start a podcast and then we we're like oh why don't we just do one and we barely knew each other at all like I just heard of her and two yeah. years later we just had our 100th episode and congrats yeah it's like amazing so
0: yeah, yeah that is super fun yeah I think it opportunities just kind of come up and you know Whether, like you said, it was, you know, out of your own need of, like, you want prettier packaging or you meet somebody and you both have the same, like, mission to go and do a podcast. Like, I think that really tuning into the opportunities as they come and if they align with your values, then go for it and try it out sort of thing. So... Start to kind of, I guess, walk us through the steps that you took. So, as you're adding all these businesses on, obviously there's more obligations, there's more priorities, there's more people to manage, there's more product to manage in your mm-hmm. particular area. That seems just like more, 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 and like, right. which means like less sleep, less sanity, less <laughs> all the things. So, walk us through the steps that you took to create a process that now works for you to manage all of these different businesses at once.
1: Yeah. So the first thing that I did was when I brought Chrissy on, she essentially took over the Etsy shop. So we have the Etsy shop, we have an online shop Mm -hmm. and then we had the manufacturing side. Right. So essentially three shops where orders can be coming in at any given moment. And so Mm. she is essentially now in charge of the Etsy shop and production. So she assembles all the stamps, she runs all the, you know, wood blocks and the rubber, and she places the orders for any thing that we need. But I had to have those systems down first to be able to teach them to her and to, and then we'll do a system. And if that doesn't work, if this process doesn't work or whatever it is, we tweak it and we try something new. The thing is, is what I always believed in is I will try something, anything. But if it doesn't work, it's okay. Well, now I know that doesn't work and moving on. And so we are constantly tweaking. We just actually put in a new process in place yesterday using Trello. Uh Uh, We use Trello for like everything. Awesome. We love it. We use it on the podcast. We use it in, you know, our shop, our manufacturing business, like all of it. But we just started a new system yesterday because we have to cut different materials. So we cut rubber, we cut Um, Engravable plastic. We cut acrylic and all these different things. And so the orders come in for different materials and we were like, Oh God, what's next? What do we do? And you know, you get to a point where you are feeling overwhelmed and your head is spinning and you're confused about what to do next. And that's when you know you need a system. Yep. And so we were like, okay, we need a system and we stop everything. Let's sit down for 10 minutes and figure out the best way to do this and you sit down for 10 minutes, you figure out the best way to do it and it saved us like hours the last couple of days. And we're like this is it, it's sticking, we love it.
0: Right, exactly. I know people think overthink how long it's going to take for a system to be yeah. able to put, be put in place and really if you just dedicate the focus time, yes. I think sometimes people uh, focus can be such an under like understated thing, but really when you just focus and don't have distractions and whatnot. Like, it's pretty incredible, like, how quickly you can solve problems. But it's because we live in such a distracted world all the time that things just take a lot longer. So I love that. So then when it comes to implementing different things in the different areas or the different businesses, Mm -hmm. how do you go about prioritizing, like, what needs to get handled first, if that makes sense?
1: I think that might change on the daily. (laughs) Yeah, you know? Um, so we juggle retail orders, client orders, mm-hmm. um, manufacturing partners, you know, all that stuff. We juggle all those things. Yeah. And some of it has to come in, a, in a first come first serve basis. You awesome. know, what orders have come in, the, what orders came on on the 14th? Okay. How far are we going to get this? Okay. This happens on the 15th and this happens on the 16th. And we have systems in place for that. So if like an Etsy, ed- order comes in or online shop order comes in that order comes in we make the proofs because usually it's custom so we do like address stamps custom cutting boards that sort of thing we'll send the customer their proof for approval they send it back then it gets added to one of our what we call quote-unquote boards is just what we call them because they're just literally sheets of wood or sheets of rubber so we call them boards And then we add those to a Trello document to say like, hey, this is ready. This needs to be cut. And then we have a cut order. So whatever has been on there first. Now, if we get like rush orders or priority or express, those all move to the front of the line. Those people are paying more for that express or rush service. So then that gets bumped to the front. But we used to just write it all out on paper and it just. It just didn't work. It just got to be too much. Oh, so, now we have a system and it's color coded and pretty. Oh
0: yes. <laughs> color coding. Yeah.
1: It's color coding. Uh, you can do that in Trello with like um, labels and all kinds of stuff. So
0: yeah. So do you handle all your orders through Trello?
1: Like for no, all your- oh, okay. no. those are What's- just mainly the manufacturing orders or like, because on say, for example, when we're doing stamps, one stamp quote unquote board may have 35 stamps on it from all the different places. Right. So, but on Monday, the Monday board is going to be cut the rubber so that all goes at one time. So we have that in Trello, like Monday rubber needs to be cut, Tuesday rubber needs to be cut. So, yeah. So we kind of organize it that way. Yeah. yeah, again, we don't put all our orders in Trello. We only put like major orders. So we just had like an order for like 350 wood engraved ornaments. So we put that in Trello, like, okay, are those set up? Is the file set up? Does this need to, is this ready to be cut? Once it's cut, is it ready to be cleaned? Is it ready to be assembled and then shipped?
0: So. Gotcha. So, and how many people do you have across all the businesses? You mentioned Chrissy and her role. Do you have anybody else on your team? What is What does your team makeup look like?
1: I have Chrissy. Chrissy is full time. So essentially she does the Etsy shop production and anything else I throw at her.
0: <laughs> she's, she's that person. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. She's my best friend. So you know she and we, and we work at my house. So even if I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't pick up my kid from school, she's like on it. You know. Right. Um, so it's amazing. And then I also have a PR uh person, social media guru, yep. uh, Brittany Lynn. So mm-hmm. she works for me too. And that's it. It's, it's and nice. then I have a co-host on the podcast. So the podcast right. is split. So all of our workload is split in half. Plus then. We sometimes use Caroline's VA for things. So, yeah. So it's kind of like this web of people, but yeah. uh, Yeah. Our team is small but mighty. Uh, And Bella, the laser engraver. So she's Uh, part of the team too.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We need her. We need her. We need her.
1: You might get a brother or sister soon. We're not sure.
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That's amazing. Because how long since the very beginning when you were just doing the engraving, right? Yeah the very beginning
1: how long has that been well well let's see we started our own engraving in march of 2017 yeah so it hasn't it really hasn't been it'll be two years in march it hasn't been that long but six months into it we were like we can totally do this for other people it's just like a printer you know right um and it talks to illustrator adobe illustrator and i'm pretty versed in illustrator so i even help clients set up their files and that sort of thing too so we really yeah. have, we really pride ourselves on attention to detail because, you know, that's your business. Like we want to help mm-hmm. you sell more products. We want to help you shine. I, that is my favorite part of my business. My favorite part is being like the silent partner who, you know, helps you do wellness, cheering you on, but I don't, I don't need any of the, anything else, the you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not into it. I just like, I love when people's orders come over and their designs are super cute and we like geek out about it. We're like, oh my God, that's so cute. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just fun and it's different every day because we work with so many different designers and shops. And so mm-hmm. it's different every day and we get to see our stuff online and do a little squeal and know that it came from us and that's all I need. You know, I don't need right. them to be like, oh, hello, world paper Crow made maybe this. I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. Uh, we just want them to do well and lift them up and it's super yeah. fun. I love
0: that. So then you mentioned, obviously, being able to go to bed at 9.30. Yeah. What have you, on the scheduling side of your life, like, what, yeah. what are, you, are you, when are you starting your day? Like, how do you, again, like, flow in between the manufacturing, the Etsy, your stuff, all of that, kind of throughout the day. And obviously, every day is different, like you mentioned. Yeah. But do you have, like, set days that are, like, for manufacturing, for Etsy, for whatever? How do you schedule all of that?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, and people are not going to like this, but I get up at 5.30. (laughs) (laughs) I get up at 5.30. However, I have children to get ready for school. So I get up at 5.30, 6 o'clock, depending on how I feel. But I get up, my older son gets up at 6.30 and he's 17, so he's essentially self-sufficient, but for some reason, the kid can't get up to an alarm, so here I am at 6.30, sweetie, get up, sweetie, yeah, uh, but that's life, and then my other little guy, he's seven, he gets up at seven, and then, you know, I'm getting them ready, and I I used to do the whole, like, work while they were eating breakfast, and, but it just, it just doesn't work, you know, so I fully commit to them until they go to school, so my work day really doesn't start till nine. Right. So at nine o'clock I sit down, Chrissy's here at seven 30. So she's already got hurt. She's already going to right, town going, while I'm yeah. getting the kids going. Um, so she essentially has the day almost mapped out by the time I even sit down. So yeah. she'll be like, okay, this is what's happening right now. Usually it's what's on the machine, you know, what's happening, where are we at in production? So she's like, this is what's happening now. And then I usually start with is there anyone, I usually start with manufacturing. So is anyone new inquiries for manufacturing? Do I need to invoice anyone? You know, um, all of those things. I'll check my email strictly for manufacturing people, all of that good stuff. Because essentially Chrissy takes care of all the retail orders. So anything that comes through our website or Etsy, she's got it. I design everything. So I will set up all the templates and then she just edits them for personalization. So I essentially start the day with manufacturing, like who do I need to talk to? And then usually see if there's any collabs or partnerships, any of those sort of things. I'll tackle those. I try to only answer my emails on Monday and Thursday. That doesn't always work out. Yeah. Um, because I don't like my email to be my to-do list. Right. So I really try for that not to happen. And I communicate that with an autoresponder on my email. Mm-hmm. So you know, everyone is very aware, like, hey, thank you for reaching out, but I don't answer email every day, because it yeah. just would control my life. Totally. Yeah. And so then on Wednesdays, I really try to devote to design and new product development. So mm-hmm. those are super fun days. And then, um yeah, and then once a month, I batch like our newsletter. And mm-hmm. then uh, Brittany helps with social, social media. But then I kind of like, pepper in some more personal stuff. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it is different every day, but then I pick up my son at three o'clock and I really try to focus on him. Now he does like his downtime after school. So I do have some time to like wrap some things up, but yeah, I'm just super focused during the day. I know what my plan is. I have a paper planner. <laughs> I have a paper planner and Trello and I'm just hyper-focused. What needs to get done? What do I want my business to look like in six months? And I'm working on long-term goals and short-term yeah. client and customer orders. And yeah. so it's a hard balance, but if you're hyper-focused, you can get so much done in four hours that most people would get done in eight.
0: Totally. You know?
1: just sit down and do the work, you know, don't spend, you know, three hours down a rabbit hole of wishes and dreams and not saying don't do that, but do that like at night when you're like uh, watching a show and get your iPad out and then you can go down your rabbit holes. But during the day, if you don't have time to do that, right. Just just focus.
0: Yeah. I totally, totally agree. And I'm definitely a short focus first person as well. Like, Four to six hours of like focused time, and then if I feel like ringy dinking around later on, then I can. But like, I preserve that those four to six hours and I protect them uh, very much. Mm-hmm. So, so I totally get that. And I'm gonna get into the last few questions. Sure. What was your best financial investment in business?
1: Our laser engraver, a hundred percent. It changed everything. We were paying so much to oh, manufacturing. Gosh. You know, and then getting that, it just like cut our cost of goods sold in like half. Wow. And then yeah, it was amazing. And then picking up, you know, manufacturing people to make even more out of our investment mm. is, just has been amazing. It's been great. We can even now I'm not even as worried. You know, we could literally bring in less money and still make the same amount. Like we could gross less and net the same. So We're just in a really good spot right now Um, with the machine. This really helped. So best investment. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And then what was your worst financial investment in business?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably back in the day when I would just make products like just Um, random. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I did like a whole line of cards once for like brides. You know, like, will you be my bridesmaid and will you be my Mm groomsman kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And like nobody bought them. And they stayed in my basement forever. And I don't know why I held on to them. You know, I ended up (laughs) donating them. But, uh, you know, just I think spur of the moment things were like, Mm. you make a product because everyone else has made that product. And you think, well, I can make that. And people would buy it for me. And that that may not necessarily be true. That may not be what your audience wants. And so I've just learned to start taking my time with products. Plus, now that we're manufacturing ourselves, it's super easy just to make like one. (laughs) right and like put a picture up and put a listing up and if someone buys it great if they don't uh so that has changed a lot too in the way we do products like I can experiment more but yeah those are some I made tote bags once They didn't
0: do well
1: you know but I kind of just slapped them together because I thought what everyone's doing for tote bags I should do tote bags and so Yeah. yeah yeah I think just taking my time I definitely but
0: yeah yeah. I love that. So where can people find you online? All the websites, social media, all the good places.
1: Yeah. Our retail shop is hello world com. on there. If you're interested in manufacturing, you could, there's also a link to contact me about manufacturing. So that's on there too. And then our podcast is at creative dot
0: easy enough. And all that will be in the show notes, show notes in the description and all the places for easy access. So thank you so much, Kelly, for being on. This was awesome. This was super helpful. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to System Safety. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Safety. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsaveme.com to help you work less and make more. See you next week.